0: Listening to Folk Tales. Please be advised that this episode has f bombs in it. For emphasis, we mean no offense. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hello, my friends. Today we have with us Amanda Rose, who is going to tell us about her journey as an actor. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) For a little bit of context, Amanda and I have known each other for a really long time. So I'm really excited to have her here and to talk to her about her story. Amanda, can you just introduce yourself first and maybe just like give us a quick TLDR of who you are, where you're from, and what you're doing (laughs) today?
1: (laughs) Um, Well, the interview today. Um, (laughs) Gosh, yeah. Well, um, I... Uh, I'm from Kingston, Ontario, uh, I grew up here since I was three years old, um, definitely got interested in acting at a young age, I just loved it whenever there's a school place, so that was a lot of fun, and then uh, it was really cool in high school, was where I met Jen, uh, we had this amazing program uh, <laughs> called Theater Complete, Theater Complete. <laughs> I actually found I've got my like, t-shirt still.
0: Yes. Yeah. I do too. I don't know where mine is though.
1: <laughs> I was going through a drawer the other day. But anyway, before <laughs> I get off topic here. Um, we can come back to that. <laughs> yes, but that was that was such a fun program. And then um, going on from that to doing uh, film and television training in college and then on to doing uh, some professional work as an actor, and uh, some really fun short films, which I think is definitely one of my major passions. Uh, as an actor, getting to express my own stories, um, being a writer as well, I think that's that's something that I've always loved, is seeing my stories come to life on the screen. And then having that permanent, lasting thing... Um, It made me realize that film was really my forte over theater as much Mm. as theater is interesting to be in the moment and have that uh, reflection from the audience. That's very exciting. But to have that lasting bit on film and to really narrow it down into the perfection through editing, it's really exciting. So anyway, that's (laughs) my introduction, which led into a rant.
0: (laughs) No, it was a good rant. So great rant. Um, Such a great rant. And we'll totally, like, come back to some of those things. Um, So you were born in Kingston?
1: Uh, I wasn't born in Kingston. I was was actually born born in Toronto. In Toronto. And uh, my parents moved to a few different places, but when I was three, we moved here. So it really has been my knowing life experience being in this place, Um, besides living in Toronto for 10 years uh, from uh, college up until last year so.
0: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to slow down a little bit and kind of come back to like your roots and sort of, mm. we don't like, don't worry, we're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to build the like family tree by any means. Um, but so, so, okay, so you were born in Toronto, moved to Kingston, and spent
1: like, pretty much grew up in Kingston. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. What schools did you go to? Uh, so I went to, I went to a French immersion school actually for kindergarten. Ooh. Um, But I didn't, uh, for when, well, I didn't like it. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Um, I don't know why I didn't like it exactly. Um, I don't think I picked up French terribly easily. (laughs) It was probably one of the reasons. Um, I guess the second reason was really like, um, as sad as it is, um, I was was already overweight in, in kindergarten and the teacher did not like me for it. Uh which is horrifying <laughs> that, that is an horrifying. adult. Yeah, that an adult would be like that. Um, so having that negativity it definitely didn't help with confidence and all those other things that you need. And um I of course was too young to obviously pick up on anything but the feelings of that, but that really wears on a kid. So um after that, I know my mom homeschooled me for the first few months of my first grade. Um But she was not really good at it, Um, and I don't want to say that, uh, let me clarify this, Um, she was too lenient, uh, so when I got bored and I wanted to go and play, she would always let me go and play, and I needed somebody to not let me do what I wanted as a seven-year-old. That's totally fair. Um, So after that, I went to uh, First Avenue Public School. And I was there all the way up until grade 8. And um, that was kind of where I got a little bit of the introduction to theater from school plays and stuff like that. Right. Um, though it wasn't really that much focused on the arts in that school. I mean, it was pretty much your cookie-cutter Canadian mm. public school. <laughs> right. Basketball, soccer. Yeah, all those things I didn't do. <laughs> 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 pretty much. So that was, that was really the main The main thing about school was just a couple little things here and there that were fun. Um, The one thing that was really good, um, I think it was around the fifth or sixth grade, was that um, Grand Theater in Kingston was Mm -hmm. doing um, a show, and they called it the Show About Shows, and they had some of the different schools put in some um, dance numbers. So our school did that, and I got to participate in that and, and be on the big stage which was very exciting for the the first time at the grand um so that was that was really exciting and that was definitely the highlight moment of um grade school (laughs) that was the best moment um it was it was really a lot of fun tell us about the dance number um so it was um we got um slotted in as a 50s number um so we had the um oh gosh if I can remember the name of the song what was the song? Um, uh, it was like, um, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, rock, four o'clock, five o'clock. Anyway, that was the song. Um, and and it was this really fun little hip-hoppy little, yeah. um, little 50s number. And they had, um, you know, the girls and all, we were all dressed up in the 50s clothes. Oh. And it was just a lot of fun. Um to get to participate and, and, and do that. I mean, you know, for your three minutes on stage, it goes so fast, but it is, it is so much fun and
0: I love it. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was,
1: it was. It was, it
0: was could an you, could you could you do some of the dance?
1: No. I <laughs> don't I don't honestly The only thing I remember was pulling somebody through my legs to stand up. Um, and that's the only thing I remember from the dance. I don't think we should
0: try that I don't in the I think apartment, I no. might
1: throw you into your table. That
0: probably happened. And,
1: happen. and then I have to call one. I mean, it's a
0: pretty <laughs> solid table, like, if that would hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no
1: Murray might attack
0: me. Oh, dear. He'd be so angry. <laughs> I mean, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. How old were you? Uh, I
1: want to say 11 or 12 yeah. at the time, so. Uh, and at the Grand and Theater. The
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So what was, if we kind of come back to the school plays, what was
1: your first play? What, what, what shows were those? Do you remember? Oh, um... The only one I can really firmly remember was that we did Cinderella, Mm -hmm. um, and I was the evil um, stepmother, (laughs) which is fun. I kind of the left. Yeah, (laughs) Um, I'm a lot more evil now than I was, you know, when I was ten or whenever we did it, but. It was definitely, like, one of those things where, um, you know, of course, every little girl wants to be Cinderella, but I realized just how much fun it was to play the villain. Yeah. And um, so that was (laughs) eye-opening, to go, like, hmm, I like this role. Uh, (laughs) That's always a lot of fun when you get to, sometimes be put into something you didn't think Mm -hmm. of, and Mm -hmm. and then you get to explore that a little bit deeper, even... You know, when you're a child in acting, I mean, your imagination is so much different from when you're an adult in acting, and um, we have all this self awareness going on. When you're a child, you can really just dive into play.
0: Yeah, you can you can put yourself there, just like with a switch. Yeah, right. It's yeah, so different. Yeah, that's super cool. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, so then we kind of come to high school.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, So, oh. high school, um, the hardest thing about high school was waiting for grade 11 since uh, we didn't have Theater Complete until then. Oh, right? <laughs> did you not have drama classes? We did, but like, one drama class compared oh. to all day drama class. That's true. Oh. Theater Complete was very special. It, was, it is special. It, it is. And that that was definitely hard. I mean, I get it. You need your credits. You need this. You need that. Um, but yeah, we need to learn about math. but um, definitely it was fun to have the regular drama class and to get to explore with that and we had some fun with that I remember um, doing some really cool improvs not that I could tell you what they were now I just remember the feeling of having a lot of fun and joking around the only downfall with that is of course you've got the kids who are taking that class because they think it's a joke which fucking sucks (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um let's not let's not stay on that. Yeah. Let's come back to something positive.
1: Yes, true enough.
0: You mentioned like that like that feeling of how fun it was. Mm. And I forgot to ask, what was that what did that feel like when you were on stage for the first time when you were playing the evil villain?
1: Um it was yeah, that's a really good question. What did it feel like? Um there, there's some kind of it's invigorating in some mm. way, um, feeding off of an audience. Um, now, of course, being young and inexperienced, how well that reflected, good, and, I don't know. <laughs> but it's the feeling behind it. I think that's really important: is to know that it's comfortable being up on there, on stage, in front of people, um, and finding enjoyment in that. Uh, so many people don't. So many people. Um, even as kids, get outside of themselves and don't want to be in that moment. But when you can be in it and enjoy it, and even though as a kid, you know we're always worried about, what is everybody thinking about me? Um, you know, and there's the bullying and all this stuff that's happening when you're a child. Um, to be up there and to be able to enjoy that moment is something very special. It's almost meditative. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Maybe maybe that's something that those students who are taking. You know the programs like that, just because they think it's a ticket yeah. out of <laughs> out of school or something. Maybe that's sort of what they're they're missing from it. They don't they don't get that. They don't have that um, experience with it of being in the moment and like actually just being a human being. I mean, you're playing someone else. Yes. Yeah. You have that opportunity to experience like that.
1: Well, the connection, and mm. I, I think the big thing is fear, um, mm. holding people back from giving their all when we're afraid of being judged. um, We can joke and laugh about things that make us uncomfortable because we don't want to be seen as a failure or we don't want to show that side of ourselves. And I think a lot of people have a hard time putting their personal life public, and that is exactly Mm -hmm. what we do as an actor. Mm -hmm. Um, I think think that's got to be a big piece of it and why people, for let's say, example, you know, grade nine drama class, why they would go into it and then just do the bare minimums to get by, um, and not dive into the work, I think that would be a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so coming back to Theater Complete, Mm. what did that feel like to be in an
1: all-day theater program? That was exhilarating, um, and uh, trying to explain it is, is like coming home, (laughs) like, for the first time. Um it's just to be around other people who are creative and actually want to be there and do the work and who aren't just showing up as like a meal ticket that was liberating that Mm -hmm. was it's it was like a fama tribe um and that was definitely what it felt like at first and getting to know these people and seeing all of their creative skills and um I'd be lying if I said that there aren't jealousies that come out when that happens too as you start to realize like holy shit i'm not the only talented person uh crap what, uh <laughs> yeah that definitely things <laughs> of an artist <laughs> oh yeah and and the ego and all that crap and then yeah. you realize you need to start working through that and focus on your own stuff instead of comparing yourself to everybody else yeah. um is definitely a a growing moment for an artist i'd say Um, so that is really fascinating seeing everybody come together like that and, and seeing all of the interesting things people created, um, throughout the program. Um, my, my first time through, since I went through the program twice, we had this incredibly different group from the second time. We had over 30 people in the group, Mm. so we had the potential to do, so many different things, um, with our shows, with our selections, um, and the first time through, I, I definitely chose to go more of the director's path, Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to kind of see things unfold and, and get a better picture, I kind of, this is the hard thing being an introvert and an actor is, um, necessarily always interacting and sometimes it's easier to take the step back and be the watcher
0: (laughs) Um, and observe
1: observe (laughs) so it's it's definitely been an inner conflict for me for a lot of the time and I love public speaking and I love all that kind of stuff and I love being Mm -hmm. on the stage Um, but I also need that downtime so it made it as exhilarating as that group of 30 was it was always very tiring
0: yeah
1: for me um, to be around that many people all the time yeah. So it was very different when we had our group together, which there was eleven of us.
0: Yeah. Say like fourteen. or was yeah, maybe. very
1: small, intimate group. Yeah. Um, where it really led to some deeper discussions, mm-hmm. and uh, I love that aspect of that. And, and both groups were unique, and it's not to say one was better than the other, but to say that the second group definitely allowed for more. Personalized, deeper thought, which definitely resonates more with who I am as a person. So that was that was interesting, for sure. And I met you, which was like oh. the best part. Yes, <laughs> oh, I love that. Love you. Love
0: you. And you know what I was just thinking about um, is it's interesting that you mentioned that because um, now being like in in the role that I'm doing with, with having a small team. And I think about like trust and and challenging, and I think about our first our group there, mm. and I feel like it was such a safe space, and I seem to remember a lot of moments where where we would like healthily argue, yeah, about how we were gonna do a project or about how things were gonna look or the stage or costumes. Like I I remember feeling like I could or even with Mike, right? And just be like, "No, that's not a good idea." And it's because the character wouldn't do that, and I will tell you a million reasons why, you know? <laughs> or like, "Yes." No, that's an, I like I like your suggestion, but like I'm not going to use it. Like it was just such an open space to just contribute and and to also challenge and mm. Yeah, there was something really special about that group.
1: Yeah. Now it it was, it was really dynamic and there was independence to it as well. Yes. Um, I, I felt like we were definitely, like, monitored more as a large group. Not that I, I have any, like, negative feelings about that. You have a bunch of teenagers together. <laughs> yeah. Probably should watch <laughs> them. They get their <laughs> own, like, space. Yeah. Right? For, for anyone that doesn't
0: know, Theater Complete is this amazing program at a high school in Kingston, QECVI, that I think I heard is It's It's gone. It's gone now. No, it is
1: is a flat field. It is gone. So, uh,
0: the Theater Complete program, um, you would be able to spend all day with your cohort, your theater cohort, and choose a track, like Amanda was saying, that you could be on, whether it was the actor track or director track. Um, did we have, like, a producer track? I can't remember. I think I don't it was just think the two so, of them, hey?
1: mostly because um, Mike dealt with a lot of the, the production, that kind of stuff, yeah. um, where they would be doing it. Um, in our first group, we did the play at the Domino Theater, whereas our smaller Lucky play we dance. had at the, it was awesome. Um, we had At the Space. Did we? Our show, yeah. I thought we performed it in the theater, Complete Room. Oh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't it's, know. Oh, sorry. That's
0: I, what I meant by like in our space.
1: Oh, I thought you meant that was the name. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Um, there's my understanding. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not drunk, guys. We both worked all day today. <laughs> I love it. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, and I, I absolutely loved that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it was. It was a lot of fun being at the uh, the the theater, but I kinda liked that we got to bring other people into our special space kind of thing, which was really fun. Um, yeah, that was that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay, so um and then we would have what well, we had a class in the morning, class in the afternoon. What was it or was it three classes throughout the day? How did the program um, work? Oh, that's a
1: good question. I don't remember. It was um, so long ago. I thought we we did, because it was all day, and like typically in high school we had four blocks of time, but I'm pretty sure we were there the entire day.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think it would depend on what we were working on as a group, right? Because Mm -hmm. if we were working on building a show, like one of our community shows, that that would be what we would work on all day. day. Yeah, Yeah.
1: whereas I know when we were working on No Exit, for example, Mm -hmm. we went off to our own space to work on that. I don't want to know, I don't know if it was the whole day, every day, or if it was just like, you know, go there for the afternoon yeah. to work on that, and we did other stuff in the morning. Though, I think I always remember the morning being a lot of warm-ups and yes. actor ac- exercises just yeah. to get going, which
0: yeah. was fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, it was such a great program. Can
1: we just let's go back in time
0: now? Oh, no. <laughs> and we had, um, to sort of paint the picture, right, we had um, two big rooms, one was basically completely black. Yes, it was awesome. So it was, yeah, it was our performance space, our workspace, and then we had, like, an actual classroom space, which we spent no time in. No time in. in at it all. Was, like, it was, like, lunchroom. Yeah, it was basically a lunchroom and a phone. It had the phone, so if you needed to, like, like me, like, call your boyfriend, because I was that girl. <laughs> you know, you can call your boyfriend in the middle of the day when you were taking a break in class, because... Theater complete, you know, we're just taking a break from a show. Oh god, that was amazing! It I was amazing. It was theater all day long. Damn. Cool. Um, what was What was your favorite show
1: when you were in Theater Complete? Tell us about the shows mm. that you did work on. Um, so in my first semester, um, the I directed Zoo Story, um, right. which is brilliant. Um, that is such a brilliant show, and that a really long monologue in there that's like 3 or 4 pages long was really interesting to watch come together in young actors mm-hmm. especially um being such an aggressive play. Uh and don't don't ask me to remember every little detail cuz i can't no too you. But um <laughs> it, it, it's just so so interesting to see it was a very human nature mm-hmm. play um and psychology and that kind of thing in it, which was really interesting. And then um, the play that we did at the Domino Theater in our first semester was... Um, oh, if I can remember the whole name, I don't know. It was Marat Saad, which... For the longest time I had the title memorized, which is like 20 words long. Wow. Oh, it's really long. It's like the... the, Something in persecution of Marat. Something as dictated by... Something to Saw, like, it's really long, like, it's a really long title, (laughs) and it's such a fascinating story, um, it takes place inside of an insane asylum, Uh um, with all of these characters from history, it's just fascinating, anyway, um, it sounds fascinating, it's, it's brilliant, uh, it's, it's one of those ones that's fun to read, Mm. and, um, I'm going to sound like a bad actor here, but not every play is fun to read.
0: That <laughs> does not make you sound like a bad actor. That is just the
1: truth. That is the truth. Um, yeah, not every play is fun to read. That one was ass- That is why you always read a
0: full play before you say yes to participating in it. Yes,
1: so true. Um, actor
0: life lessons. Yes.
1: So, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I loved getting into the psychology of the character. Um I learned that um, and I didn't learn didn't know that I had learned this lesson then but I, in college I realized that I'd learned it is that when I'm developing a character I need to figure out the body language to get into the psychology of the character. Um, yes. Everybody's so different. Like I'm not mm. one of those actors who needs to pretend I'm that character all the time. I'm not that actor, but I need to know how does it feel to be that person um i really come from a feeling place with them body language emotion um are they anxious are they nervous are they what what are their tics um and being that that play was all about people in an insane asylum and i got to make up the um mental illness and all that kind of stuff was mm. freaking awesome uh and it also made me learn that um I don't like playing the straight character, which is usually the lead um, that the audience is supposed to relate to. Mm. I don't like playing that character. Um, I find them extremely boring to play, which probably sounds awful. But No, it's funny because I like playing that character. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not that person. I, I like playing the off the wall character, the girl next door character, the, the mm. quirky character, the the vil- the villain any day of the week over anything else. Um, I like the grit.
0: The villain who's actually stealing bread for the poor.
1: Not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> See there I go again <laughs> with the relatable person. <laughs> but that, that's it like that that's is cool, man. I I find that thrilling. Yeah, um, to get into the gritty, non-necessarily relatable character, um, who challenges the audience, mm. um, and I think that's really important for me. Um, even whether they're just quirky or off the wall or just not quite the normal, yeah, that's that is I love that.
0: Talk to us about how you do that. How what is what is your sort of process for getting into the physicality? of a character when you're starting with getting to know your character
1: so that's a really good question and um i didn't realize necessarily that i had a process for this at first but um i i did learn in college when we did have an actual body movement class um and we got into you know try moving the body fast or slow are you heavy are you light Mm -hmm. um you know all all of those little things really helped and then once I also can bring the psychology of the character which I really get from reading and rereading the script to understand what their drives are and what their fears are and what their all that good meaty stuff in a character to be able to go okay so this is how this character would be and feel and um you know, are they are they depressed? Are they he- is life heavy mm. for them? Are is movement hard for them, or are they generally really light and and movements come easy and that just helps me get into who they are. Um, if I can get the body and the psychology together, then I find that I can really get into who they are and be
0: them. Yeah. What kinds of other things? does physicality like tell you about the character what other kinds of clues do you get from that
1: well that's a good question um sometimes it just um triggers something and it's really hard unless i'm in the moment to kind of give you a a definitive answer for that um but sometimes when you're sitting in a character and you realize like you know, it feels right if I maybe have a twitch. Like, it just feels right that occasionally they've got a little bit of a twitch, and maybe that comes from, you know, they're nervous about something or they're remembering something they don't like or whatever it is. Because as human beings, we tend to physically demonstrate what we're feeling. Mm -hmm. So if we can (laughs) figure out their little tics... and then that's an emotional trigger response, yeah, um, which gets us in the moment because, of course, that's the hardest thing in acting is we're not really living that and what we're showing. So trying to actually get in that emotional vibe can be challenging sometimes, whether mm-hmm. we like to admit it or not. <laughs> yeah,
0: what kinds of other things do you do when you're getting to know your character?
1: Oh, I try to imagine them like outside of the play or the film that they've been written into. Um, you know, what was there before, what's there after, assuming they don't die at some point. <laughs> well, um, I mean... And... We'll save that for one of our esoteric talks. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> How do they reincarnate? No. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, you know, what, what What was their normal before and trying to build on that story, um, having a really great backstory for a character, something nobody's ever going to see, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but that I know is there, is going to be a really good, you know, propellant <laughs> kind of thing. It's going to get me going and um, thinking of them in different ways and... I think also that comes into the delivery of lines is what's the motive. Mm -hmm. Um, And that gives you that beautiful diverseness when you're speaking um, that people don't know exactly because what are you thinking about? And um, of course there's other ways you can approach it. Um, You know, one of the first things um, that they did for us in college, um, I remember the, the dean walked into the room and he wrote this like, huge math equation on the board. <laughs> and he just like, solve this. And we're all staring at it going, this is film, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and then he stops us 20 seconds later and he's like, your eyes are all moving and you're thinking. That's showing us you're engaged. Mm. If there's nothing else going on, you need, you need to be thinking. Mm. It doesn't matter what it's about. Mm. Which was interesting. Um... I thought that was fascinating, and I'm not saying that in any way that's wrong. It it actually is a really useful tool to have in your tool bag, especially if you're having a day where emotionally connecting to your character ain't happening Mm. so good. It happens. Um, It is good to have those kind of tools to hold on to. Um, Mm. But given the opportunity, if you have the time to build that backstory and to know who they are inside and out, That is is something you can always dive into easily and effortlessly. Um, Now, having said that, uh, as an actor, sometimes you're like, hey, I have an audition 12 hours from now and I only just got the script. You're not going to have time to do anything but memorize (laughs) your lines. So, you know, you do the best you can. And if you have the time, fantastic. Dive into that meat. If you don't use the tricks yeah. and you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah. And that's that's really important. So that's a good question. <laughs> Thanks for sharing all of
0: that. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, so kind of coming back to theater complete super quickly and then and then rolling into college, but in so in high school directing really interested
1: you. Why is that? Um, I think emotionally I wasn't quite ready. Um mentally. And I I say this because at the time I was recovering from anorexia Mm. and my memory was really bad at the time. Um, my brain was really just broken down at that point, not just emotionally, but from lack of nourishment, my brain wasn't working very well. It was very foggy headed taking on a, you know, a 60 minute play and learning the lines. I wasn't sure if I could do it. And so it was a little bit of fear that helped me back, um, which is part of the reason I really wanted to take the course again and to dive into a role where I really get into it. Um, That was important for me. But that was definitely part of the reason was definitely health concerns why I went the director route. But I love that I did because I do like the behind the scenes as well. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get to learn different things about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, I
0: mean, like, that's... That was part of your journey, right? Yeah. I think that's super important to recognize. Absolutely. Cool. What did you, um, what do you love most about directing? Like, what, what sort of lights your fire?
1: Um, I guess the visual person in me likes to see, see how things come together, um, the visual aspects. I suppose if it, if it comes more to making a film, and I'm going to say that because I've directed more films than plays, um, sure. That I I get to make sure that everything lines up with the vision, and mm. this also comes back to the point that I usually wrote the things too. <laughs> so <laughs> I like to I like to see the process from start to finish. I think it's part of it. Yeah. Um. I really like to be hands on, and I really like to make sure that you know my baby is coming to life in the way that I want it to. Yeah. Um. And, and seeing that created properly. Yeah. Um. Which probably sounds control freaky. Which probably is. <laughs> <laughs> okay with it
0: yeah I think we were just uh we were talking about personality colors and personality tests earlier and sort of thinking about like um yeah we can we can classify ourselves as you know maybe control freaks but I I think I think when a human being is just passionate about something you know for some people that might be like how they style their apartment or Hmm. how they style themselves or you know going to the gym every day and just when you're really passionate about something and you really care about something, I think it's only natural to to step into that, like... Full force. Yes. Yeah! Like, I want this to succeed. I want this to be good. I want this to be great. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I, and I would agree with that. And I think it's as artists, too. Um, mm-hmm. Even more so, maybe. Yes. <laughs> and I, I still think it is important to sometimes be able to step back mm-hmm. and to see what somebody else sees in it that you don't mm-hmm, see because mm-hmm. perspective is so different um on the same piece um you know what what the writer wrote isn't necessarily what hits the screen um yeah. in in a big way but um <laughs> even even if you wrote it and and you did a lot of the behind the scenes stuff it's still not going to come across the way you originally envisioned it mm-hmm. period so and i think that's important to always remember is to be open to the creative process and to know that, you know, you're going to get this or something better. And that's exciting. To try, you know, trust the people you're working with that they're going to bring something amazing that you didn't even think
0: of. Yeah. And that's I, amazing. I think, like, it's really important on that sort of note that, like, when when you are getting into a project, like, that trust. Yeah, mm. if you... If, for some reason you don't someone's asking you to get involved in something or you've gone for an audition for something maybe you can tell us more about that like what um uh like I know for me I listen I really listen to my gut when I'm making those decisions and it, in the past it was super hard to say no but now at this age I'm just like listen to the gut gut says no and I'm like mm, no can't sorry what about you? What is, what, yeah, how do you approach those situations? How do you decide
1: what, what projects to work on? That's a really good question, and it is hard. <laughs> um, and I think as an actor, too, um, getting out of the scarcity mindset, That there'll never be another play to do. That there'll never be another movie to do. That this is the last one. It's always the last one. Uh, And I can't, I'm not going to be able to breathe without theater. Yes. And I I think being able to know that there's always more. That there's always another project. You could always create another project. Uh, Like. Right uh, here. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it takes the stress off. And I think that's really important. I think it's important to know the people. Mm. uh which you don't always don't always get to do and that can be the hardest part is sometimes you don't know until you're in it Mm. and then you regret it or then you're like this is amazing i'm so glad i did it so you don't always know and i I like that you brought that up but there is definitely no right answer here you Mm. know if you've worked with them before Mm. um And that's why people tend to want to work with the same teams, and I get that because if you can trust people, you know they're going to show up on time. You know they're going to know their lines, and beyond that, more importantly than that, you know they're going to have a character. You know that the lighting guy's good, the sound guy's good, the camera guy's good. Open to
0: collaboration. Yes. That's a big one, right? Because as artists, like we we crave that, and yeah, so frustrating when you're working with someone and it's just like
1: I don't think you're listening. Yeah. To what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's definitely important that people listen and are open to stuff. And mm. I also think it's important that people are equally sensitive. Because mm. um, sometimes people are like, you need to do this. And it's like, excuse me? That was not a suggestion. That was a command. Mm. <laughs> and that's not collaboration either. I think it's important both ways. Yeah. That people are willing to listen think of it. You don't have to do something because somebody fucking told you to. Right. But be open to the idea that yeah. somebody might have a good idea that you yeah. didn't think of. Yeah. Um, and, and likewise, you know, don't think that your idea is, you know, God's gift to fucking earth. <laughs> it might not be. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, that's I think that's important both ways. Yeah. There's, I it was just, that made, you
0: made me think of a quote or something out there, a meme or something. It was... Something about with creative people in, in the realm of like, you know you have you'll have a thousand shitty ideas before you have one good one. Yeah, and I think that's so true for just, you know, anytime you're brainstorming, um, you know, physicality for your character or like designing you know a logo or a structure for a talk or something so it's not always best to land on the first idea yeah right like keep exploring because sometimes we can think of something and we're like oh blue is the best color for this and you get so attached to it and then you know you realize over time like blue makes no sense to what I'm trying to communicate to my audience <laughs> yes why did I choose blue um cool yeah okay okay so Theater complete. Two semesters of theater complete. Mm-hmm. What what shows did you do in your second semester?
1: Um, did so, we talk about those? So um, no we briefly touched on No, no Exit. Right, um, No Exit. Which I just loved that. That was so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. So much fun. We um, did it in a basement. In, In the that cool, long hallway-ish room. thing, Yeah, right. It was
0: weird. weird. It was so weird. It was
1: weird. Like was a utility amazing. room or something. It was fascinating. It mm-hmm. was a really cool space.
0: It was really cool. Um, I am still ever so thankful for your help with that, because that was my first time
1: directing, directing.
0: anything. And I had so many moments where I felt lost, and... Thank you so much. I don't know if I've ever said that, but you were so like supportive and helpful, and I was I was also a very lost teenager when I was going through that program, um, so I don't think my head was in the best space
1: for being completely vulnerable. We were all teenagers. None of our heads were in the best space.
0: <laughs> oh, but you all oh, yeah, you were so helpful with um, with 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 guiding the other actors um, like, in there, in, in the moments, and, and sort of, like, asking them some questions to help, and I felt like I got really involved in, like, the, the set design, and I made all these, like, little f- fiery flame things, and you did a lot of really cool stuff with had that, lights, and I don't know, it was, it was, it was fun, but, it, oh, you just, I think you stole that show.
1: Well, at least the first... And, I I mean, this probably sounds terrible. Yeah, I did. Um, (laughs) Well, the first time we did it, because the other actors weren't ready. And I had to basically regurgitate the entire play for them.
0: Oh, my goodness. Do you remember that? (laughs) Do
1: you remember that? No. Because they weren't ready. And I was like, no, guys, we're ready. And I thought it was a confidence issue, but they really weren't ready. Um, And they kept forgetting their lines. So I kept um, seeing like, the first bit of their lines... Um, but I had to remake them as if they were my own to not fuck up the audience. <laughs> so it was quite, quite a feat. But I realized I was really good at memorizing at that point. Because <laughs> so I had their lines memorized too. You
0: are amazing at memorizing, especially if you fucking memorized all of the entire eggs in play. It. And and like it's not just an entire play. Like if any. For people who have not read No Exit, like it is not the easiest thing to read. First of all, no, and, like, it's, it's not. It's not the easiest thing to memorize. There's like repetition and 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 language that we don't use. No, anymore. yeah, it's very
1: very um, dated. Right. Not in a bad way. it's no, just dated. No. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: extremely interesting. I would love to like do it again.
1: Oh, I love that one. And, okay, what other show? Do, what other shows did you? And do? then we did uh, our main show was the Twelve Angry Jurors. Oh, I loved that. That it was, was a so fun, fun. Which juror
0: were you? The Russian one. The, the Russian <laughs> one. <laughs> I was juror number four, so I'm the one who was centered and trying to get everyone on the same page. And obsessed with the unanimous vote thing. <laughs> I said it like a million times. And you know what? I never looked it up. I didn't even know what, what it meant. I like. I ended up. It ended, I ended up piecing it together by the time we opened the show. But I just remember all throughout rehearsal saying unanimous and like thinking to myself like, "What the fuck am I talking about? I should look this up." And I just never did. I always forgot.
1: I love that that happened to you. <laughs> I, in that show, for me, what my, oh my god! Like one of the most embarrassing moments ever because I. Mm. I no, like... Here we go. No, I, I know. I, I was supposed to. I was supposed to be Russian. But I'm not good at accents. Um, and I try... I, listen, I watched movies <laughs> with Russian people. But, like, I think I had something like a Russian-German-Neanderthal... I don't know. Fucking, like... My accent changed so much over the course of the play. And I told Mike, I was like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm not being a... And he's like, no, you can do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I don't have the ear for it. I do not have the ear for that. I cannot do accent. You were just like
0: the international juror. Yeah. You represented all the countries. <laughs> yes.
1: That's exactly what happened. And like, I remember... I th- well, I think I remember Mike by the end of the play just, like, shaking his head, like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what did you expect? I well, told you we, couldn't do right? it! Right? Like, thanks uh, for believing in me, uh, but, I mean, there's, there's reality, and then there's, I don't, I don't know. Well, and, like, I mean, if you asked me to do something like a Southern, I could I could get close. If you told me to do a specific Southern, like Alabama, I'm not... I think you probably couldn't do it. But if you want some generic, thrown-together shit, I can do it. But, like, the Russian was so beyond... Oh, and it's a hard one to begin so with. So hard. That I was like, you're fucking joking. I don't even... I can't even fake it now. Oh. Like, I... Not even... Like, it's just... I feel you on the accent thing.
0: It's... It's... It... I find it probably one of the most difficult things to do. If I've learned any kind of trick though, it's like every when we talk, we hold our mouths differently. Like the southern yeah. accents, they don't really they don't really move their bottom jaw a whole lot, right? And like Canadians, yeah. we articulate Oh, we do. Our faces are very it. alive. Yeah, very alive. Um, <laughs> in, 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 that,
1: there's so many there's a few different aspects to it. And I mean, I even in college, I had an actual accents class, and somehow I passed it, but, like, you know, not well. Um, but, the, th- the th- okay, here's the thing that fucking pisses me off now, after all that, is that if you look at professional casting calls, they say, you need to have this accent. No, it can't be a fake. Oh. they They cast for real people from those places now. Oh. And it's like... What the fuck did I waste all my time learning the shit accents for? I'm not even good at them! Well, I mean. <laughs> now, some people are really good at them, and that's where I'm like, that's too bad. Mm. That's, yeah, too- I know somebody who could have had a work
0: there. Yeah, because they're like, I always appreciate doing a show, um, it, or if I'm doing a show that, like, is written with accents, but the director's like, you know what? Like, we're not going to do accents. I'm always like thank god because with some sometimes some of the accents if the whole cast can't do it like Ooh. exceptionally well, not perfectly, but like quite quite well, then it just it fall you you get you get pulled out of it. Yeah. Right? Cuz you're like, "Oh, we're supposed to be in this place and they sound like they're from Kingston, Ontario. Yeah, it's,
1: it's so hard. Oh, or from Russia. Oh, no, they're German. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, seriously, that was the play. Like, I know everybody's, like, too focused on their own thing, but the whole play, I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Can this just be over? Or, like, every time I had to speak, I was like, not again. Not again. I remember like, sweating a lot. It was hot in there. It was Actually, so I remember that too. <laughs> It was oh that was a show to remember. It was a good show though. It was so good. Like if you didn't listen to me, it was, so <laughs> like good. A it was show. good. We did do a great job. Yeah, no, I was gonna say it was a comic relief for the like everybody in the audience is like we're so glad there's no real Russian people watching because <laughs> they would just shoot you. They just in- <laughs> like that would be it. <laughs> oh. um, so what came? What came after high school? Um, so, that, um, basically after high school, I had, I had about a year off because I finished a semester early, um, which was awesome, and then my, my college program didn't start till January, so I had a full year off. Yeah. Um, in which I just enjoyed life, um, which was awesome. Fuck yes. Yes. (laughs) And, um, then I moved to Toronto, and I did acting for film and television, um, which was really competitive to get into, which... It shouldn't be surprising, I suppose, it's Toronto. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, there was there. I think it was about three thousand people had um, auditioned for it, and Holy they only shit. took forty of us. Yeah, so it was very competitive. Um, and by the end of the course, I think there was, was about. 20 people I want to say maybe, maybe 25 who made it to the end of the course and only like 10 of us graduated and this is ridiculous because most of them didn't do English <laughs> I was like what the fuck's wrong with you guys get your diploma <sighs> anyway um, that that's just something I find personally amusing mm. I'm like really you couldn't show up for English you could have half-assed it mm. you didn't have to get an A <laughs> but anyways that was just something I personally was like okay guys Bad, you weren't here. Um, but that course was, it was so much fun getting to work with so many different talented people. And, um, though, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Um, some of the classes were like, you know, scene study Hmm. and you're in there for like four hours and you're only performing for like 20 minutes. And, it is really boring to watch. And I, I mean, this is going to sound terrible, but it's really boring to watch, like, four hours of people just trying stuff out. It just is. It is. Especially when it's week after week. Um, yeah. No, that's, like, pure acting honesty there. It's, it's not that much fun to watch. I'm on
0: the other side. I really <laughs> loved scene studies. Even when we were, like, watching what each other were doing, um... Like, when I, was, when I was taking drama um, mm. in, in post-secondary for a little bit there. Um, I don't know. I really liked it because, like, I got to watch what other people were doing mm. and then study them.
1: Well, which is probably what I should have been doing. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I, again, like I said, I'm like, I don't know why, but I, maybe because it was such a long long class. Yeah,
0: you know, I don't think ours was four hours. I think it was maybe like two. Yeah. Probably it, it, like half that time. And, and of course, long.
1: and there was more classes after that too. Right? It's like that was just one. It's like all day. Yeah, like it was very long. And I just think my brain kind of drifted after a while. And of course, like you see somebody who's like doing something interesting and of course that brings you into the moment. But when it's like they do a couple lines and the teacher stops them and they react and they... It's just the interruptions and the, it, it, maybe, maybe it's just, um, because of our technology age or whatever like it maybe. is, maybe it's a little ADD, I don't know, but like, it was, it, I definitely found that frustrating. Maybe but the structure just wasn't engaging for everyone, that, you know? It could, it, that no. could, be it, um, but, I, yeah, no, not to focus just on the negative, I mean, there were so many interesting things that happened too, and so many interesting performances throughout, yeah. um, yeah. And so many, so many things we just dove into and learned about and, you know, getting into your body and, and script study and, and all of these things that were really, really interesting. Um, and we had a very challenging teacher for our, for our screen study or screenplay study, I should say, um. We actually had one guy quit the very first day because he was so intimidated by that teacher.
0: Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Um, by one person.
1: Whew! Um, and it was fascinating. Uh, you know, <laughs> most people hated him, and I, I felt challenged by I felt different about it. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like one of the very few people who was like, no, like, he's got something interesting. I know he's pissing us all off and I, I got angry too, but I'm competitive. So I was like, I'm gonna make him fucking like me. Like that was my, I was like, no, 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 no. I, you are not, like, I don't care how many times you put me down, I'm getting back up. Uh, and that was my approach to it. Cause I was like, no, 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 no. I, I got this. <laughs> so like, of course it's the first day, very first day in the class. We don't know who this guy is. Uh, we're just meeting all of our professors um, he puts a question on the board I um, oh, wish I could I can't, I can't remember the exact question but it's like um, it was basically like how can you su- summarize uh, a movie um, it was kind of where it was going like how do you okay. summarize that um, and you know I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm the kid who's like hands up first like I got this like <laughs> kind of thing um, and I, I don't remember what I said, but um, I I think he picked one in, like, a specific movie that, like, everybody would have seen. Um, it's like, how would you describe this movie to somebody um, who'd never seen it? And I remember just saying something. It's like, no. Just shoots shoot me down. No. Um, next person tries, like, he goes all around the Everybody's trying. No. 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 You're all fucking wrong. Um, and, and he was getting into... He was trying to get us to get into... And I just, I, even, even now, I'm like, oh, this still hurts my brain to fucking think of this. Um, he was really trying to get us into thinking, you know, how, if somebody had never seen this, how would you describe it to them in a way that would get across the essence of the story so that they would understand? Um, and it was really trying to get us to think about story structure in some way, but also what was the real meaning behind it? And uh, it, he's just fascinating. Um, I, frustrating as fuck, but fascinating. Um, and that was the enti- the entire time never changed. It was equally frustrating every time being in class with him. but it was equally exciting because to be that challenged yes is exciting. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that happened uh, at some point um, which was shitty um, was that our like everybody complained. And, of course, you know, we're in a group with a bunch of actors who don't necessarily like to be challenged all the time. Um, so um, our, I don't know, student body head, I never got into that kind of stuff, but whoever, whatever the title was, um, a lot of people wanted him gone. Mm. And um, she went to the dean with basically the majority of the student body saying, we want this guy fired. Um, and I remember the conversation, like, cause it. She gathered us all at one point, and the discussion came up. And I went, "I'm against this, and I'm leaving." <laughs> I didn't even stay for the discussion. I'm like, "Guys, no, like, this is ridiculous," um, right. and I left. And um, that had been brought up, and he wasn't let go then, but he was let go after. Um, after we were gone, um, which I think is unfortunate in some ways. Why um, did you stay out of it? Uh, I I thought he had something to teach, mm-hmm. which was unique. And, um, I, I thought it was kind of ridiculous that people didn't want to be challenged and didn't want to have to think outside of the box. And well, yes, I was equally frustrated as everybody else because every time you go into class, I was like, no, 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 no. Um, you know, when that conversation came up, because obviously the Dean had to talk to him about his teaching method, if the entire student body was in an uproar, um, you know, I remember him having like a frank discussion with us about, um, you know, the film industry isn't easy and you're going to run into people like me and that's part of the reason I teach you guys this way is that so you get a thick skin. Yep. So that you get used to hearing no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was a big part of his method. He hadn't told us that before then for a reason. So that we just get used to dealing with people who were challenging. And I, I just thought... I had a lot of respect for him for that. Frustrated as fuck, but a lot of respect. You know what I mean? Like, there's I some do. people who just... Well, oh. And <laughs> being challenged is the thing that makes you grow. Yes, absolutely. And I'm not saying the other teachers weren't challenging, but they were also, you know, they also had that like, loving, nurturing, earnest <laughs> thing going on, right? So, like, he purposefully was very different, and I thought that was... It, it, smart. Smart, and it was this is definitely a big loss to the school that he eventually was like, oh. Yeah. Um, but uh, it really, it really taught us a lot. Uh, it taught me a lot, at least, that yeah. I took away from that. And I think, you know, it's not, I mean, yeah, his stuff was a lot of the, a lot of the tear the script apart, learn about, I mean, it was, it was mind boggling stuff. But like, I think a lot of the biggest things that, were taken away from him were from how he taught yeah um was amazing because it was it was short and it was all these things he's short-tempered and all this kind of stuff that was very frustrating but it also it was a lot of real world prep yeah yeah
0: so what's your what's your biggest takeaway from being in his class (sighs)
1: um i think i think as an adult it's 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 to be okay with being challenged. That's definitely it, because all the work... Like I mean, that just describes it, challenged, and that you will grow from that. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, not everything is as it seems, because, um, you know, it, I'm not saying that I necessarily see him in person or anything like that, but I do have him on Facebook, and we connect occasionally, and he's a nice freaking human being. Yeah. So, you know, just because somebody's doing something in a certain way... Doesn't mean they're a fucking asshole. Doesn't mean, you know, necessarily anything. Maybe you're going to learn something if you're willing to be open to learning something. Yeah.
0: I think there's a lot of empathy that that, that comes with that, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Allowing yourself to be challenged and considering the people that are challenging you and they probably just want the best for you. Yeah. Cool. Mm. What, um, did you do any plays
1: when you were, actually...
0: Okay, yes. Did you do any yeah. plays? Oh, well, it's a good well, question. In Toronto.
1: Um <laughs> I I didn't do any plays. Um, in in our first year of our film study though, we did not do much in front of the camera. Um, uh-huh. because everybody's background was different in terms mm-hmm. of how much exposure they'd had, so they wanted to start with theater with us in some ways. Not in a big way. They didn't, you know, we were just performing for the class kind right. of stuff. Um, and it was usually just scenes, not entire plays, sure. but, um, that was kind of the major extent of it. I did audition for a few plays, but my heart wasn't really in theater anymore at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd just fallen so head over heels in love with film and the eye candy of it and the, 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 oh, it's just like, film was like sexy. It was just like, ah, oh, I don't know. I loved just, I loved having that final product. Mm-hmm. So, um. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah. that still
0: answers, uh, answers yeah. another question I had is why, you know, why did you choose film mm. and TV to study rather than theater?
1: Mm. Yeah, that's, I, I love the theater and I, I do love the crowd and I'm not saying I never do it again. Um, I might, but I just love the craft of film that's silver polished and there's something about the cinematic. Um, Mm -hmm. Not the CG, let's be clear about not the fucking (laughs) CG, but like expressing in such a different way and and the subtlety. Mm -hmm. Um, As much as I like over the top and I feel a little more free on stage. Um, I I, I don't want to say stage is easier, it's not, Um, but sometimes it can feel a little bit easier because you're not worried about... Am I in the right light per se? Like, I mean, you still gotta find your light, but like, film light is a little bit different and a little more fickle, and same with dealing with the sound. And yes, while you're on the stage, you need to project and you need to do all of these other things. On film, you need to be quiet, and you need to quiet your face, and you need to make sure you're thinking, because if you can't, if you're not thinking, the audience can see it. Um, so there's a lot of different nuances to film that's intricate um, it's just different really at the end of the day, it's just different. But, um, I I fell in love with that world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and, and I totally relate to that, but like, and also technical ones too, right? Because Mm. if you're on, when you need to hit your mark on stage, you've probably got like two feet of light, right? Right. But if you're doing a close up. In a scene for a film. Oh gosh, you, you you need to hold fucking still. Yeah, and your mark like if you need to walk to it, it like you need you need to be in within that inch. Oh yeah, it it's very specific. Um, that right toe needs to be on that little tiny ass piece of tape on that
1: floor. Yeah, and literally
0: it's... your right your right big toe, just one toe. Just yeah, the, to the
1: tip of it. <laughs> It is. It's, it's really fussy. Um, yeah. It's great, though. Oh, in a wonderful way. I remember <laughs> yeah. we fi- we did a, a feature film as our final project, um, which was so much wonderful. fun. Um, for for film and theater at Humber. And um, yeah. so, yeah, just, just on that note, I remember when I went in for filming, um, I, I remember they were like, you need to sit here, and we've got, like, our cinematographer, and he's going to set up the light. And I literally just sat there motionlessly for probably an hour and a half while he got the lighting proper. Yeah. And it, it's patience. There's a lot that goes with it. Um, and it was funny. He's like, "You're really good. You're not moving." I'm like, "I know. I'll stay here all night. It is film, and I'm fucking dedicated." <laughs> <laughs> um, cause I just, I just love that. I, I just love the. I don't want to say perfection because it's not. There's nothing's nothing's perfect, but the the detail. Mm. absolutely the detail and mm. the the dedication that does take to be in that um it is I mean like don't get me wrong you know at the theater you need to go and there's rehearsals and that's a lot of that is a lot of work mm. that's a lot and maybe that's another reason that I get a little frustrated with theater is there's so much it's a lot of time so much you dedicate time. a lot of
0: time and I, doing I theater mean theater production film
1: is a lot too, but it's in a
0: like short snap,
1: yes, it, and it's very different. Um, and, and it's intense. Hmm. Um, there, there's no time for dicking around, like, you, you need to be professional on set, and there's, yeah, there's different-
0: no rehearsal. Typically. Yeah,
1: like it's <laughs> like, you know, you need to stand here, you do this, you do this, maybe run your lines. One's okay, we're gonna film it. Yeah. Um and, and Be perfect. <laughs> and, yeah, but you do, and you don't have as much time with your director to work through yes. your your character. So you really need to come knowing who that is. Mm-hmm. Um whereas with theater I find like you can have an idea when you show up for your first rehearsal, but your director's really gonna work with you to develop yep. where that character's going. So that's completely different too, and a whole other challenge because you've got to almost be your own director. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe that's something that sort of um, draws a specific type of actor to film, right? As you can, you can sort of. We're thinking about like leadership. You can sort of lead yourself to a certain extent. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: What What was the tell us about the final project for school? The film. What was it called? What was it about? Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, it was really fun. It was a murder mystery. It was called Blink. Uh, it took place at a nightclub. Um, so it, it was, uh, I'll have to bring it for you to watch sometime. Oh my god, yes! yes. yes. We all make popcorn. Fuck yes! yes. Uh, it, was, it was such a fun film. And it was really well done. Um, so we basically turned... We, we had this, this big theater hall that actually reminded me a little bit of Theater Complete. And so we turned that into this big bar... So it was completely turned into this whole new set. And um, uh, basically it kind of opens up. There's a whole bunch of interesting characters there. There's like kind of a pop star who's, you know, just chilling after a show or something like that. And, um, you know, we've got the bar keeps and the, and the bouncers and... There's a There was a journalist there trying to get everything. Mm. And, um, you know, the police lock it down after the murder mm-hmm. to try and find out what happened. Okay. And so it's, it's really fascinating as it comes along. And um, I got to play a psychic. Ooh. Um, which was really fun and really worked for me with having the off-the-wall character. Right. Um, yeah. quirky. And, yeah. And the best part about the film was that we spent an entire semester developing our characters that was what the semester was dedicated to and so we really got to make our own backstory and all this really fun stuff Um, and i had a lot of fun with it too and i wanted to take it in a different direction and of course it didn't matter because what my backstory was versus what's on the screen only matters to me really um, so right. with my backstory, you know, even though my character was supposed to be a psychic, I had her, so she was, like, um, she was actually on the run, she was a fugitive, she was, um, she's fraud, all that kind of stuff, so mm. she wasn't really a psychic, she was just kind of, you know, her cover, um, <laughs> and she does these things, um, so it was, it was, I had a lot of fun with people. Oh, well, yeah, like, I, <laughs> I, I like making these characters who have, like, these dark, deep backstories. I love just, it fascinating for so me good. so so I had a lot of re- fun creating the character and um I mean the most rewarding thing um is like our you know the dean you know it, getting praise is difficult right in an acting program mm. is just uh from depending on who it's from but our dean was definitely not liberal with the praise oh. <laughs> and for the first time <laughs> after my performance One take. That was perfect.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I
1: mean, we did another one just for safety because film. Um, But... Right. But that's so
0: exciting. Yeah. Like,
1: that was like, that was perfect. Okay, we're done. Go home. You're good. Um, Which was like, holy shit. I did good. (laughs) You know, which is funny how much we live for praise as the actor. But um, that was incredible um to have that kind of reaction to know that all that work that went into the character came on screen uh and it really showed in the film too which was um exciting to watch because you know sometimes you watch yourself after a a class and you're like oh god i'm terrible Mm. how do i even get into this program Um,
0: why (laughs) the fuck did i make that choice
1: yeah like (laughs) That kind of shit uh, Which happens so much Because you're exploring so much And sometimes, let's face it When it's day after day class Sometimes you show up and you're like I'm just not in the motherfucking
0: mood I'm going to do the same thing that I did yesterday But change it maybe slightly differently So it feels different to me But looks the same to everyone else
1: (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay to get me through the day (laughs) Yeah no, it's true. Well, and I mean the one thing that I, I was re- I was a little too busy on screen at some points. Um, oh, theater kids. Yeah, like I mean, coming from a theater background, right? Mm-hmm. So um, learning to get quiet in, yep. in the moment and how did you do that? Um, God, that's a good question. And I think I think practice would be the best word. Um, I don't want to say there's any like trick it was just practice and like anything in life if you practice enough you're gonna get good um you know (laughs) it's sometimes it's just practice see what happened practice see what happened tweak tweak it tweak it see what happens Mm -hmm. like um maybe just having an awareness i think that's a big part of it too and um you know knowing that you don't have to be big for it to be seen mm. it is a big part of it too, being aware of that. Sometimes we feel, especially if we are from a theater background, that it won't get seen if it's too small, which, you know, you will get told if you're in theater, you know, they can't, they can't tell what you're doing there. <laughs> right. So having that flipped around is important. I think uh, the mindset shift, if you're working in both mediums or just switching, then, yeah. Yeah, I think... I
0: don't know if it's just me, or if it's the actor, just me, or if other actors or people experience this of other artistic walks of life, but I feel like sometimes I forget that just just my words can be strong. Yeah. I don't have to have a louder voice. I don't have to have a lot of empathy. I don't have to use my hands because I'm Italian. You know, it's just, like, just the words themselves can be strong if you just think about the language you're using. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's true. It's true. And especially if you're doing something like a close-up and really getting quiet. And I know, like, sometimes for me, I almost felt like I wasn't acting, but maybe that was, like, it was exactly what it needed to be, um... And I don't want to say it felt emotionless necessarily, but you know, when you're an actor and you're, sometimes we, I think we try and seek the emotion too much as an actor to, 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 and I know of like, for me, I'm like, how are these other actors feeling shit? I don't feel jack shit. I'm focused on my lines. Like, you know, (laughs) Uh, and and then I think sometimes it's like, well, if we're in the, in the moment and we know the motivation, it's going to show. Yeah. And we just need to trust. That that's gonna show. Yes. Um. And if it's not, you can take another fucking take. Yep. And and that that is liberating. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Trust. Yeah. Trust. Trust that.
0: So, um, what was it like playing that character, and what was her name?
1: The psychic. Um, it, I think it was supposed to be Joanne, and I I mean in my, I, I turned it to Joe because <laughs> I liked that better. Um, and I think we actually changed it in I the do script. Too. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I really liked strong female characters, um, and I, I guess that more masculine version of the name kind of felt stronger, hmm. um, but it was, it was one of those things where the, the character was a lot of fun to play because she was not the relatable, straight person, um, I got to have a lot of fun being coy with her, um, You know, and and for me, her wheels were always turning, Mm. you know. And whether it was, you know, do I need to prepare to, you know, get out of town? Do I need to get out of this situation? Do I need to, you know, seduce? Do I need to, you know, because she's always playing people, Mm. um, which was, and she doesn't come across like that at all in the film. Um, She, you know, because she is written as, you know, she is actually a tarot reader. And spiritual, right? Um, but my inner world gave that character so much light and intrigue and made her mysterious. Um, which I thought kind of led into that whole psychic that you want to see, anyways. Yeah. Um, that it was very interesting. Um, to be able to, to bring that out, which was funny when, when I got cast as the character. Um, the, the one thing my character needed, obviously, was with tarot cards. And I remember the dean saying, um, you're going to have to go out and buy some. I'm like, no, no, I got a set. And he's like, what? I'm like, that's part of the reason you cast me, buddy. Like, <laughs> that was funny. Um, it's just some of the little things that you remember when you <laughs> yeah. come back. It was,
0: like it was meant to be. It was
1: meant to be. Um, that, was, that was such a fun role, though. It was... It was interesting. And I remember, because, you know, as theater kids, we get all, like, or I should say film kids, we get all, like, try and get as much camera time as possible. (laughs) I I remember one time where it was, like, the group shot at the end of it, and they're doing, like, a close-up of the cup on the counter um, that I think, like, the drugs are supposed to go into or whatever. And I remember I was, like, I'm getting my elbow in this shot. Like, and I just, like... Made sure my elbow was in the shop. We have a beautiful elbow. <laughs> if I may say so. Oh, no, yeah. Thank you, the in there. But just, like, the, the silly little things that you remember when you go back. Like, who cares that it was my fucking elbow? I know it's my elbow. Nobody else knows it's my elbow. Like,
0: besides if I point it out. Well, the people who are paying attention to costumes will recognize it's, it's your elbow. It's a
1: close-up on a cup.
0: Oh, I and don't my care. elbow. I'm trying to be
1: supportive <laughs> of your decision. I, I appreciate that. But I got a little extra screen time. This <laughs> good.
0: So when you were in that program, um, how long was it? It was, two I years? was a two-year program. Two-year program. Yeah. And then you wrapped up with a movie called Blink.
1: Yes. And what came next? Um, so after Blink, I... Um, They had screened it downtown, um, for agents, and I did have an agency pick me up from that, which was awesome. That was exciting. Yes. Um, and... What was
0: that like to have your movie screening downtown Toronto? That
1: was really exciting. Yeah. Uh, It was was really, really thrilling to have it in an actual theater. (laughs) Um, so that was a lot of fun. And, um, it was... I don't want to... I never think it's anymore. Anymore. Um... The, the economy, that was in 2008 when I graduated, and that's mm-hmm. when then when we had the crash. Mm-hmm. Um, now, not to get off on a whole other tangent here, but um, we really create our own circumstances. But at the time, I was 20, and it was like, oh, the world's against me. Um, because with the... The weird thing that happened with the crash is that the U.S. dollar went below the Canadian dollar. Right. So... Yes. The normal productions that would come to Toronto to shoot weren't coming to Toronto to shoot because it was more expensive. So they were shooting in the U.S. There was right. a lot less work in Toronto. Um, I, could I go back in a time machine, would have made my own projects. Mm. Um, I, I Just, you know, this is what it is. If yeah. you could go back in a time machine, I would have made my own projects. Yeah. Um, uh, I did do a little bit of writing, but not much um uh 2010 things started to pick up a little bit um and uh I got in a really fun commercial for Best Buy and I know it's like a commercial why is that fun because normally commercials aren't fun um and commercials for me normally aren't fun because I don't do a good straight person people don't relate to me and ads are you need people you can relate to (laughs) but this ad was a lot of fun because they needed um a student who was in psychiatry school who was like really into their psychiatry school so <laughs> I was psychoanalyzing the Best Buy employee that I was trying to buy a computer from so it was perfect for me and it was really fascinating because when I went to the audition room normally you walk into the audition room and you're like looking at clones of yourself yeah and it's like really weird um especially in, like in in a big city and you're like There are 30 me's in here, and I know before I was here, there was another 30, and then after I leave, there'll be another 30, and so on and so forth throughout the the rest rest of the day. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) for the rest of the week. Um, So it's like, but with this, it was interesting, because I went in, and clearly I was the only one that heard psychiatry student, and not just student, because I was the only one dressed right. Oh, (laughs) Everybody else was dressed like a student. I had like the, you know, white collar shirt on, the cardigan over I was it, gonna the say glasses, cardigan, yeah. yeah, like I looked yeah. the part yeah. and, and booked it, which was, fuck yeah, really exciting, since there, like there had been auditions, but they were scarce, and they were really not, like I said, they were like the average jail most of the time, so I really didn't, I wasn't booking, um, which, if I could go again, go back in time, I'd tell my uh, my agents, I like, I need the woo characters, like I need the wacky mm. ones. I don't do the straight guy. It, again, this is stuff you learn about yourself later in life. Yeah. Um, but um, that was so much fun to play that character um, because it, like, for a commercial, it was an actual character. <laughs> right. So that was a lot of fun. And then not long after that, I got um, just a one liner on the show Dan for which was a comedy show that made it two seasons and um just the only line was I love you um and then I kiss a guy and it, but it was so much fun to be on the set and um you know up north in Toronto they have like this old it's basically like an old air hanger from military I guess um days but it, it's been it's basically a big studio so they've got all of the sets and you're walking through there and it's like It almost feels like you're in a theme park, because you can, like, walk through and see all the different stuff, and, uh, I wasn't too nosy, because I was like, I don't want people to get mad at me, (laughs) but I probably should have been nosier. I would have been, like, taking selfies, I I know, right, probably should have, but I was just like, wow. Taking it all in, yeah. it's really exciting. My own little, my moment. Own little dressing room. Oh. It was so exciting. Um, so it was just a lot of fun, and then being on there and getting to see some of the like really experienced actors yes. doing their thing. Yeah, um, it was. It was just a really, really good experience. Um, and then after that, I made a short film, which was actually um, creatively an offshoot of No Exit, um, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. It was called Purgatory. Um, which, um, if I, if if I could go back and I'm going to say this a lot now, (laughs) I would have spent more time on character development and I would have edited it differently because there's, the scenes are a little boring to watch because they're too long. But anyway, um, but I loved the actual script and the Mm -hmm. preamble, which was based on the character that you had, um, in No Exit, Mm -hmm. which is the usher, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really fun to have that character dynamic um, in there, which was something I thought would have been interesting in the actual No Exit play. What inspired you to do that? Um, I I kind of, at that point, um, after the amount of time that we really hadn't had any work, Mm -hmm. um, and then it it kind of reminded me, okay, they've told us in film school that you need to do your own projects, mm-hmm. like you need to keep creating and stuff um, and as somebody who is a writer, I was like, well why the fuck am I not doing this, so I I, I kind of thought about it and I wanted to make a short and it needed to be extremely cheap to film because it was broke mm-hmm. um, and that came to mind and of course I was like, well I can't just rip off No Exit, but I was like what? but it reminded me that I loved your character, who only had a few lines, which killed me and I thought your character was more interesting because it's like that's the character who has all of the answers. Like <laughs> Well,
0: and that's why and that's why they have few lines and you never see them. Yeah. And I wanted to okay, that's I feel like it's like a like an it, allegory for life somehow or something yeah. or a metaphor. I don't know.
1: No, totally I'm messing up my
0: literary terms right now. <laughs> oh, good.
1: No, but I agree with you, and I, I understand why they did it that way. But I wanted to see that character, but have them be elusive as mm. fuck. So that you're like, the answers are literally right in front of me, mm. and I can't fucking get them. Uh, and just to make it almost painful in that way. Um, and that was a lot of fun to, to get to take it in a whole new direction yeah. and play with it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Super cool. I still haven't watched it, but oh. I have that USB that you gave me, so I have it. It's on my list of things.
1: Life's <laughs> busy. Oh, uh, so busy. Uh, yeah, I got
0: it. <laughs> that's so great that you actually did find that time and like went through with making your own project because that's a lot of work. It
1: is Finding a lot of work. Finding the people,
0: putting people together, building a fucking schedule, getting everyone
1: organized. I mean... Scheduling, I have to say, was almost the hardest damn part. <laughs> which sounds stupid. You're like, you just get people to get... It's like, Ooh. no, you gotta figure out what you're shooting when. Oh, yeah. and, I mean, everyone has a full-time job. Mm. You know, right? So... It's difficult. It, it is. And it was actually really funny, because we filmed it in the... I lived in a, a high-rise apartment building at the time, and we filmed it in the basement. Because... Mm. Um, The, um, the units in the basement, like, we all had storage, and, um, so you walked into the room, and then everything was cages. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I was like, ooh, this is so gritty. Um, so it was a perfect place for it to feel like hell. Yeah. Um, but, like, we're, we're in the room, and we're filming, and of course we're, like, Powering all these lights and stuff, and like we didn't realize that we were using too much electricity. And like they, they were trying to vacuum upstairs and it was kept turning off. <laughs> oh, it
0: was funny. And was then the, the vacuum
1: it... kept turning off, or your lights kept turning and then off? The vacuum upstairs, apparently our <laughs> lights were more powerful. So we were like <laughs> taking way too much electricity. And then like some guy comes down to talk to us about it. Anyway, we apologize. We're like, oh, God, sorry, we didn't think to ask if it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course we're young right we're early 20s so we're like please Oops. don't charge that to my rent <laughs> but it was anyway they were like it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> but it was pretty funny but uh, anyway we, we we had a lot of fun filming and then um one cool thing that happened that ended up being our poster for the film um which was a little scary in its own way but there was water dripping down the light bulb which of course you know a little bit of a hazard but we were like that's so cool and we got like this amazing photo of this drop of water on the light that looked like it starburst off the bottom it was really cool so we used that as one of our main posters oh very cool yeah it's those little moments right like you can't you can't capture that with theater you and you can't force that moment to happen either like we wouldn't have been like Hey, guys, let's put a drop of water on the light bulb for a picture. It's like, oh, my God, that's cool. Capture it. Right. Uh, and you get moments in time that you can't get back. Yeah. And, and that is cool. I think that's,
0: yeah, I agree with you. I, I believe that is also the beauty of film, right? Yeah. It's, it's magic. Yeah. I'm capturing the magic. Cool. So, Purgatory, how many people were involved on that project?
1: Ah. Uh, There was, there's five, so it's a really small project. That's great, Um, yeah. And which is, part of the reason I made it small is to make it doable. Yeah. Um, Because the more people you have to organize, the harder it is to pull a project together. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, it's not the time. You could make, you could make a feature film with two people, easy! (laughs) But uh, you try and make a feature film with like 30 people and you just want to shoot yourself in the head. Um, And this is just the way it is. It's very hard to schedule it all. Um, but yeah, we we submitted that film, um to several festivals and they ended up playing it uh in a Nova Scotian one. Ooh. Um which was that's fun. Fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Congratulations. I mean, didn't win, but it was just pretty Stirl. honoring to get it played. Absolutely. Um, so that was good and I mean it's kind of it's 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 a dark comedy. Um Overall, uh, it's de- it's. I mean, it's definitely more in the horror category, but it's it's comedy in its own way. But um, it's it's got that dark, interesting appeal to it, which is fascinating. And I just, I loved working on it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, gotta love some dark comedies. Yes. Okay, so what came after Purgatory? So after Purgatory, um,
1: uh, that. Uh, i'm trying to think what um what the name of it was uh robert ledouche which is a comedy um which was my friend amber's um brain baby out of a, um she came up with this character like years and years ago in a high school improv um and it was it's basically making fun of politics and, and that kind of thing and um so, we, we ha- what we did was we took this idea and I turned it into, like, a fake infomercial for the next Prime Minister of Canada. Um, and, <laughs> the Robert LaDouche. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so he's, like, this big jackass, um, oh, and do. it was so much fun to make this, um, I wasn't, I wasn't in it, I, I, re- I wrote it, and I directed, and I right. edited it, um, so I really wanted to be behind the scenes a little bit more for that one, just to have fun being behind the scenes. Sure. Um, so we have him, you know, at his desk, and he's writing things down, and he's doing things, he's got a second-in-command, and they clearly have, like, this little gay tryst going on that's, like awkward oh, and, okay. and um and, and we and we take shots of him in, in different parts of the city where he's doing different things um like picking up trash like I'm cleaning up your city and um but then he like throws something on the ground and he's like, Stop following me and he jumps off and it's it's just really ridiculous at the end of it um, oh. and he's like scribbling things on his notepad, like he's an infant kind of thing, like in some ways, you know, you think of like President Bush humor making fun of the stupidity mm-hmm. um and, and and you know he's just drawing like a cock and balls on his paper, like just ridiculous shit um place. Like, yeah, yeah, well, and then one time we catch him, um it, it looks it looks like he's been caught before he realized he's on camera and he's talking without his accent. <laughs> Oh time. I yeah. like that. Yeah. And then we have this other thing where it's like Robert LaDouche, uh, where it's like his second in command's kind of introducing her in. Or like us familiar with him, like to call him Dick the Douche. <laughs> Dick the Douche. <laughs> um, and it's just it's really that. stupid. But it, it it was really really funny, and then at the end we've got the announcer. It's like you know coming coming this summer. Make sure you vote Robert LaDouche. <laughs> like it was just it's a really stupid like I think three three or four minute thing. But is I'll it. have to show it to you because yes. I I actually laugh out loud with it because it was really funny. Um, and unfortunately we never did anything with it, um, which is really uh, I, I'm like well, it's my fault because I was the one in charge. But this happens sometimes, a film where life happens and projects fall through the cracks. But, um, it was fun to put together and that I should probably just put it on YouTube at this point. You should! <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, that sounds hilarious. Yeah. Especially with the way people love to, like, just bragging on politics and talking about politics. Yeah.
1: And... Oh, I know. Alright, so what came after that? Ah. Uh, a good question. Um, nothing for a while, really. Um, life, life, life. Um, what I, happened? I ended up getting. Um, I got a job where I was, which was actually really good for actors. Um, I was doing live in store presentations for different products, knives, mops, stuff like that. Right. Um, which they actually hired actors for this because. You needed to learn a script. You needed to know how to play an audience. Yeah, I don't want to say play an audience, but like play off of an audience, talk to people, engage, engage, not be like. I mean, it's just still scary as fuck the first time you do this um, because oh, I'm it's sure. totally out of your element, especially with the knives. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> well, and and that's the thing, like knowing your placement and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it was it for an actor. What what a great f- training. Yeah. Um, and the scripts. I mean, if my memory was good before, I'm fucking great now because um, <laughs> they're they're twenty to thirty minute monologues. Right. They're, they're long. That's I mean, crazy like, long. like you know, you're getting twenty of these pages to memorize, and you have to memorize them fast. Like a
0: pamphlet. Like a like a. Air flight attendant who's just Air. rambling on and on and on and on for half an hour.
1: Yeah. No, it, it's, it's it was a lot to take in. And I remember we got hired, had three days to learn the script, and then we had to go and learn how to do it with the products. Three days to learn. Three days.
0: A 30-minute monologue. Yeah.
1: Was it, how were they written? Was it easy? To memorize? (laughs) No. (laughs) It was not. Um, And I actually, as part of my memorization for my sanity, wrote it in script form to help myself. (laughs) Great idea. Yeah. I I needed to do it. um, And even though I didn't actually need it in script form after that, um, I, I find the act of writing it out solidifies it in our memory. Oh, 100%. Um, in, in a really big way. Even yeah. though I hate doing it. I really do. I don't like doing that, but, but I, I, know I, know. It, I know it works. It's so
0: fucking boring.
1: It is boring. And it's hard on the hand. No one writes things
0: anymore. No. Well, wow. I mean, we both have handwritten notes here. But it scribbles. Like, they're
1: short, they're notes. <laughs> Let's they're be honest. As yeah. few words as possible <laughs> to trigger your memory. Nobody else could read these. <laughs> mm. So, like, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and... it it was good acting chops wise, right. for sure. Right. Um, that was and you got paid to act, basically. Yeah. So like it was, it was, it was good in that way. Um, but I ended up getting really into the work, um, and again, there weren't tons of auditions, and mm-hmm. I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of free time with that job to make my own projects. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like the the regular actor's conundrum of work. Or out um mm-hmm. and it is where a lot of people feel stuck and yeah um, well I, I loved doing that job and the money was phenomenal um it was it was it wore on me after a while um because it was all over Toronto so some days I'd have a two-hour commute there two-hour commute home plus right. I'd work eight or 12 hours, so I'm out of the house 16 hours a day. I can't do anything but eat and sleep when I get home. Um, So it was one of those things where it was just kind of sucked the life out of me. Um, And I realized I just didn't want to do that anymore to that extent. Um, As fun as it was, as good as the money was, um, I needed something that could balance me out where I could work, and write, and act, and do the art stuff, um, yeah, which then took me into, you know, getting my own home business started, and, um, but that, that took a lot of work, too, so that kind (laughs) of, um, these are the things that happen in life, but we all, different kind of work, different kind of work, different kind of work, um, but getting a business off the ground, I didn't have enough time to really do too much, I did the odd short story here and there, um, just creative juices flowing and all that kind of stuff, Yeah. but um, I was I definitely wasn't doing as much, but the, the thing that's exciting now is the business is to the point where I don't have to put in much time, mm. um, and I have a lot of time to focus on my art, Right. Um, so it's flipped around, and now I have that independence I always wanted, and it's something that I think a lot of actors really need to work on, because... Let's face it, most actors don't want to bartend and do this late-night shit that nope. sucks, that doesn't pay that well, nope. um, For even in their 20s, let alone for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying you can't make great money with, with art either. You can, um, but you need to be willing to go next level with that, and that's a lot of work too. So it's kind of finding, like, there are so many ways you can find a way to support yourself that takes very little time after you've gotten the initial work done that's going to help float you so that you can be an artist and really enjoy that shit um, and have the time to do it. Because I think that's what happens to a lot of artists is you you, you either decide, I don't want to be poor as sin mm-hmm. the rest of my life, mm-hmm. um, or or you do the... crappy jobs, and you you don't like it, and you're tired all the time, and, um, that, it's, it's hard, because a lot of actors end up going, you know what, I'm gonna go get the nine to five, just so I can, you know, not struggle forever. Preaching to the choir, sister. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a hard, it's a hard situation, um, and in Canada, you know, we don't have that much support for arts in that way, it's not... Um I had an interesting conversation with um a girl I used to work with. Um she'd come to Canada from Russia and she's recently moved to Prague and she's an opera singer. Mm. And um they actually moved to Prague because in Prague um when you join like a theater or like a, a opera house or whatever, you get a salary. Mm. Like you, 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 you're rotated in. Yep. It's like a business. Yeah. And I was like, that concept would work here because in Canada, it's like you're just paid per job, um, and good fucking luck getting it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're really like. Um, but industries in Canada are different, and and the amount of money um, government puts into industry is much different from arts. There's not much arts funding. We're very much more technical. Um, practical, that kind of thing. Medical. Medical. And I'm not saying these things are bad, but it's it's balanced, right? Yeah. Um, And what got me thinking, because personally I'm like, okay, it's not up to the government to solve this, Uh, you know, as much as people like to blame it on other things. But it gave me the idea that it would be really interesting if um, as actors or artists, we can get together in a a field and go, okay, so we're going to open up you Know a film house, and we're gonna generate profits this way, and we're gonna pay wages this way. Fuck yeah, treat it like a fucking business. And I, I love actors, but n- most of them don't have the business acumen to really um, mm-hmm. do the business part it's because that's something
0: they teach you. No, when you're learning how to be or how to yeah. be in the acting world, and yeah. it's
1: show business, right? And it's fucking business that's going to get you to do the show. So I think that kills me a little bit um, that that's not a little bit more put out there because if you can learn the business, how are you going to generate profits with your show? How are you going to generate profits with your film? What's going to bring you income? If you can figure that out, you can act your fucking ass off as long as you want. You can enjoy it. You can put out your creative projects. But if you're not making money, good fucking luck doing it. A lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 that's the thing that kind of was my big learning curve, kind of over the past ten years, um, to to realize that okay, so if we're doing this, we're not just doing it for shits and giggles. I mean, we are; it's fun. But we, I want to make a profit at the end of this. I want to be able to pay the people who are doing this. Um, you know, so how do we do that? How how do we advertise it? How do we sell this mm-hmm. afterwards? Um, and if we can do that, we can, we're on fire forever. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for
0: sharing all of that, Amanda. Yeah. We are going to have to have another talk where we talk more about what you're doing with your business mm. um, and maybe tying that back to some of the things that you're also doing, like as an actor, and, and how that supports you. Yeah. Um, but to wrap up our talk for today, I'm going to ask you some fun questions. Yes. So first of all, thank you so much for sharing that journey with us. I feel like there are so many things that we could, I feel like there are so many things that we didn't get into that I would love to get into, but in the interest of time, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have to pick up some of these themes in the future. Um, okay. So let's move into some, some, some fun, some fun questions.
1: Who is your favorite actor? Uh, so definitely Brian Cranston, um, just so in love with, I mean, him in general, but like uh, Breaking Bad and that role and the grittiness and the intensity he brought to it is just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. <laughs> fair, totally fair. Um, what is
0: your favorite play and what is your favorite film? good question and yeah. if you need to choose two for any of these like okay can, yeah i know it's, it's so hard yeah. to pick one
1: oh it's um, so hard definitely um in my heart of hearts no exit just because it's so fascinating mm-hmm. um i just always felt so intrigued by it by the complexity of the story and the characters so, yeah yeah that's definitely it and um film, um, it might sound silly, but, um, Batman the Dark Knight was just so fucking <laughs> not awesome. Not silly. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I know... Heath Ledger. Right? Yeah. Yes. Like, the Joker yes. character was oh. so fucking good. Oh my God, so um, good. Um, that you can just really, like, fall into that film. And I know, like, the thing that I think I like about it so much is that, um... Okay, I'm going to have to step it back here. I love <laughs> ni- I love 90s movies. I love 90s movies because they had the perfect amount of CG versus story. Mm. As soon as we got into the 2000s, it was like, We don't need a story. Here's some CG. Flash. Flop. Explosion. Like, like, Explosion. Yeah. And I'm like, no. No. Story first, guys. Story. Um, so... When that movie came out, even though we've got all this phenomenal, phenomenal CG now, it was story first. Yeah. It was character driven. Yes. Um, so for, especially for a Hollywood movie where it's been like CG, 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 uh, it was like, oh, wow, we have a, a really great story here. Um, and, and that was something that I was like, yes. <laughs> so that is why that one got up there. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a really good pick, though.
0: Um, okay, 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 okay. What is your favorite book?
1: Uh, Taipan, uh, which is uh, from the series that my favorite author, James Clavel, did, which is the Shogun <laughs> series, um, which which is this amazing Asian epic saga um, that is so brilliantly crafted. Um, it's over the course of, like, from medieval Japan up until the 1900s, um, and you get to see, um, characters re- reappear, reoccur in different ways, whether there's descendants or whatever, um, be brought back into the story. And it's just mind-boggling how good he is. Um, you, you can read it and fall into this book, um... And all of a sudden, you're looking up at the clock, and you're like, holy shit, it's 3 a.m., I need to go to bed, but I don't want to stop reading. Those are the best Um, times. It's just so good, and it makes me sad that he's passed, and I've read everything he's done. But um, I I need to reread some of it now, because it's been a while. I I felt like I needed to leave it long enough that I could forget it. (laughs) Yeah, you forget the details. Yes. And then come back to it. Yes. And
0: re-experience... All of those lovely little ah, so
1: details. True. Who's your favorite playwright? Um. So I'm going to say my favorite screenplay artist since I'm more into film. That's totally uh, fair. Because I was like, uh, I read a lot. Like I actually read, I mean, we had to read at least one screenplay every week for film school. Okay, um, yeah. So it's not like I'm not familiar, but I'm still like, I prefer. That, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's um, definitely uh, been... G- Gilligan or however you say his last name who did the Breaking Bad series okay. uh, just be- the complexity of the story the depth he put into the characters the drama the action the the balance of it all it's so raw mm-hmm. and it's so well done in a, in a very unique way that I haven't seen anybody else do mm-hmm. um that he's definitely phenomenal so yes <laughs> of course, it comes back to breaking. It back. comes back to break. I keep telling you, you gotta see it. <laughs> I, know. I know. Super offbeat question <laughs> coming up. What is your favorite song? Uh, Killing Strangers by Marilyn Manson, and because it's raw and it's gritty and it's empowering and it's also political. um it, it it's it's so like about society. Um, it it's just. It's it's deeper than it sounds. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. And yeah. and getting into that raw emotion, that kind of state. Um, I love that, um, and I think that's a lot of like my acting and my art. And I, I love that raw human nature um, to come out. So yeah. 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 I love
0: your honesty. It's very refreshing. You are a very raw. <laughs> And real human being.
1: Thank you for sharing I don't, with us. I don't like the games so much. Which yeah. is funny because as actors we're always looking for, you know, you realize that your characters don't always say what they mean. Mm-hmm. Which always fascinated me because I'm very blunt. I say what I'm thinking. I don't play those games that so many people do. Yeah. Um... Which makes it interesting when I'm looking at characters and I'm like... I guess I want to wring their necks most of the time. I'm like, say what you were thinking! Your love
0: of your life is leaving! But I mean, then the story would this... have the outcome that it does. Yeah.
1: Which is why I have a drama-free life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've got enough of it in front of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, what drew you to acting when you were
1: a child? It's a good question. And I think it was more that I was interested in performing. Um, You know, growing up in the 90s, we got the big, like, Spice Girls band and stuff like that. And, like, the intrigue of being on stage in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Um, I I wouldn't say it was necessarily acting. I was drawn to. And um, I loved singing, but I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. As soon as I go to sing in front of a crowd, petrified. I can sing fucking opera, but I can't do it in front of a crowd. But I could do acting in front of a crowd. So it kind of just was like, okay, I apparently can do this kind of performance. That's interesting. Yeah. I to dive into that I know time. It's something that I've wondered about yeah. and been like, why? Why? You could be like, the next thing. <laughs> but this is life, right? So it is interesting how... Yeah certain things happen and I, I almost wonder I'm like was I like mortified as a child at something like that makes me like scared to do that I don't know but it's interesting. Or another life or another life mm-hmm. maybe maybe I was singing an opera and somebody shot me <laughs> so like, shut up bitch
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's why you want to perform so you can, can perform talk to that yeah. person why? be like look I'm still here and I still have a voice So it was the performance aspect, it was that, it was Mm -hmm. that, what, what, what about it though? Like what, when you were young, Um, what did,
1: gosh, why did you want to do that? It's a really good question. Um, I think it's because, um, as a very emotional person, um, that's what got me very excited. Hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I say this as somebody who, you know, I, I, I got A's. Like, all across the board, like, I could have been a doctor, I could have been a lawyer, I could have, whatever the fuck, um, but they weren't exciting. Um, and I also realized that I, I imagined living many different kinds of lives. You get to do that through acting, um, Mm -hmm. these are the things that happen sometimes where you fall in love with, like, that idea, um, but you don't necessarily want to live it. Um, but you want to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I think it's important to know that, to, to know where you're going to go because it, it's true. Like sometimes we think, oh, that's so romantic in that way. Um, and then we realize that's not exactly what we thought it would be.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I said once to my mom that something about how I feel like I've lived a hundred different lives and she was like, oh, that's just because you do theater. I was just like, okay, like, true, good point, good point. Like, that's that's very fair. Um, I mean, I meant it in a different way, but, you know, moms being <laughs> moms. I felt like it was a comment. I'm like, oh, you just, you, you feel crazy because you're an actor. Like, you're fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I'm so happy to, like, able to like chat to you about all of this and like share it with with our audience and our listeners um and I hope that we can do this again soon absolutely this was fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) um to maybe wrap it up like with a little bow um, would you have any like advice for for any actors that are maybe you know exploring going to school or exploring working on their own projects or just coming out of post secondary and maybe feeling a little bit lost
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I would definitely say, like, without a doubt, um, to go to a film or theater school. Um, and not just, like, it's it's not that you need the training, but um, when you're not in that space anymore, when you're out of high school, when you're out of college, you're not getting the day-to-day. Hmm. Um, work that you do Um, you know when you're in those classes it's every day you're experiencing it you're constantly in that mode so that when you do have an audition you're on Uh, when you're out of school um, I I definitely recommend and I I did this to stay on as well take take uh, there's always acting classes that are just like scene study or whatever you can just take like one night a week or something like that um there are are vocalization classes you can take improv you can take something that's going to keep you sharp um after you're done the post-secondary aspect of it um you're also going to have more i don't want to say necessarily more credibility but if you're going to get an agent or something like that that's going to help in a big way, because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I actually took the time to go and study professionally, so I'm not going to act like a jackass on set. Mm-hmm. Unlike Billy Boy, who you don't know, who just didn't train at all. You Billy Boy. You <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Billy Boy.
0: Fucking Billy Boy, man. <laughs> um,
1: so it's like, it's one of those things where it's going to help a lot, but definitely keep the training going yeah absolutely. And my goodness make the projects yourself don't wait for work yeah uh if there was anything i could ever like impart it's like make your own work get it out there get seen uh and we're so lucky now with with youtube and, and facebook and all these avenues where you can just promote your stuff like just get it out there so yeah
0: don't wait do. That's like literally excellent advice and what a great way to just like send a positive message into the world. Fuck
1: yeah! Fuck yeah! (laughs) Boom! Thank Thank you so much Amanda.
0: Yay! Good night everyone. listening to Folk Tales.
1: Until next time, take good care, friends.